All right, welcome back to the Fit-ish Project with your host, myself, Lathan Bass. We are back for another episode this week. Hope that you guys are enjoying your summer so far at the time of this current recording. We are going into the second week of July, so summer's just moving right along. Hopefully you're enjoying it, getting to spend some time with some friends and family, getting outside, enjoying the warmer weather. I know that I'm definitely enjoying the warmer weather, so hopefully that's all going well. Uh, I thought today the topic that I would talk a little bit about are just some very impactful lessons that I've learned over the last nine years since starting my big fitness journey. So I had a birthday about two weeks ago, uh, turned the big 3-0, 30 years old. So one of those kind of milestone birthdays where you're thinking a little bit, reflecting back to some past experiences, you know, just some different things that you've gone through, things that you've learned. And so I kind of thought it, I started to think about that in terms of just fitness in general and, you know, all the different things that I've been through and personally, but also, you know, different experiences that I've had that relate to fitness, as well as now, you know, running a business and working with tons of other people, different clients, all different types of people. So I thought that I would just go through and reflect back and think about some of the most impactful lessons that I've learned throughout that time and came up with 12 different lessons that just stuck out to me. So I thought that I would you know, tell a few stories about those lessons, communicate how those lessons can help you and affect you, um, because that's what this podcast is all about is, again, you know, helping you, giving you information, giving you tools, giving you tips to make your life a little bit easier and make, you know, being a healthy, fit, overall, just better person, just a little bit easier. So that is what we're going to do with this podcast here. Just going to you know go over some different things that I've been through, some different things that I've experienced and try to communicate that in a way that is relatable to you and applicable to you so that you can actually use some of this information. So Getting into it, like I said, over the last nine years, I've had the opportunity to just do a lot of different things. I've been pretty fortunate to have some pretty cool opportunities just within regards to fitness and just, you know, just life experiences in general. You know, I've done different internships with different colleges, which I'll talk about, um, you know, had the chance to work with Iowa University when their football team. I've been able to work with another D1 college out in North Carolina, working with their uh, men's and women's basketball, as well as their football team. You know, I've done some internships at the college that I played at, at Co College here in Cedar Rapids. Um, you know, I've been a personal trainer in person at an actual gym, you know, working with all different kinds of people from middle school aged all the way up to 75 plus years old. I've now been able to work with people online, all different types of people there, males, females, um, you know, people with kids, people with busy lives, people that, you know, are like you and I who are just busy, but are looking to be a little bit healthier, learned a lot through that. And then I've also spent the last five years being a coach and being a teacher. So working with high school age kids, you know, learning a lot from them just in regards to how to relate to people and you know how to speak to people and just different things about that. Uh, being a football coach, that comes with a lot of learning and learning how to deal with different personalities and how to coach certain people versus other people. So again, just a ton of different things that I've had in my past that 
have helped me, you know, become a better coach and help me relate or relay this information, all these experiences, all the things that I've learned and help me relay that to you guys. So that is what this podcast is going to be all about. Just some different things again that I've learned and hopefully that can be helpful to you. So getting into my first experience, which I've talked about a little bit, but I couldn't go on this podcast without talking about this one a little bit. So obviously, you know, if you've been following me on social media or listen to some of the past podcasts, you know that I grew up overweight pretty much my entire life. Was always a big kid, overweight, and got to college and was really overweight, although I was playing football and, you know, I needed to be bigger and all that stuff. I was carrying quite a bit of extra fat and when I was done with sports, I knew that I didn't want to be that big anymore. So started the journey of losing weight, ended up losing a hundred pounds. And obviously when you go through a big physical transformation like that, you learn a lot of things. And so one of my biggest things that I learned from this experience was just the the power of your mindset and having the right mindset when going into big goals. Because my mindset back then before obviously was a lot different than the mindset that I have now. And it's definitely not something that just changes overnight, but it is very important because your results are mainly going to come, you know, through the mindset that you bring to whatever goal that you have. So when it comes to losing weight, there's a lot of physical things you have to do with exercise and diet and sleeping a little bit better and eating more protein, being more active, you know, walking and all that kind of stuff. Like there's a bunch of physical things that you have to do in order to lose weight. But in order to sustain that weight, and in order to actually be able to enjoy the process and then enjoy the in product, you have to make sure that you're going in with the right mindset and shifting your mindset as well as your identity a little bit. And that is something that is a little bit harder to do than the physical things. The physical things are pretty cut, dry, you know, straight to the point, like you have to do these things, otherwise you will not lose weight. But when it comes to the mental side of things, sometimes that's a side that we forget about. Maybe we overlook a little bit and, you know, we just don't give as much attention to that. But as I said, in order to sustain your results, that is going to be the main driver, because if your mindset is not right, then ultimately you're going to revert to your old habits. So when it comes to big goals and making big changes, you have to make sure that you are changing your mindset as well, understanding how important a growth mindset is and just understanding that if you're putting effort into things that you can change, it's completely possible. But the important thing is, is realizing that you do have to change. You can't just stay the same, you know, keep the same mindset and expect to make all these physical changes and then have those things stick. So when it comes to chasing big goals, when it comes to being a little bit healthier, when it comes to making health a priority, your mindset definitely has to shift a little bit. And that is something that you need to keep at the forefront, right? Because the physical stuff, as I said, is all great. Uh, a lot of us know, you know, certain things that we should be doing on the physical aspect of things. But if you really want that that change to be lasting, if you really want to have the the most growth and the most impact on your overall life, then it's important to make sure that you are changing the mindset. So, and that has to be a, a priority when it comes to making big change. Uh, my next experience that kind of came to mind was working in college athletics through different internships. So as I mentioned, I played football at Co College. Uh, you know, it's a D three college pretty small private school. Throughout that experience, really enjoyed playing football there, uh, enjoyed my experience there, you know, my teammates making a bunch of friends, just learning a lot of good things 
inside of football, but also outside of football and just about life in general. But I also, once I graduated there, I had the chance to work with some of the sports teams there and just do an internship there. So one thing that really stood out to me as I was kind of thinking back to this experience was just understanding balance and how important that is when it comes to just fitness and health in general. So when you think about division three athletics, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on there. Um, You're not, you know, obviously top tier D1. You're going there to get an education first and foremost. You know, it's not as big of a business, obviously, as like, you know, division one athletics where there's billions of dollars going into those programs you know, with college football and college basketball and things like that. So when you're going to D3 athletics, obviously there's a lot of things going on. You have to balance your schoolwork along with your athletics. And for the most part, a lot of people are, you know, you're just going there to, because you love playing sports. Like you're playing a sport at the division three level because you just really, really enjoy it. You're not getting paid to do it. You're not getting a scholarship to do it. And so again, you just have to be kind of dedicated to that and just really have a love for the game. But with that comes uh, understanding how to balance different things, right? So you have your school, you have athletics, you have your social life. So all those things you have to figure out how to balance throughout my playing career, but also through my internship, it got me to thinking about just how this applies to regular people and, you know, how beneficial that can be once you get out into the real world, because a lot of you guys also have very busy lives. You might have kids, you might have, you know, hobbies and things that you do. You might have a spouse, um, you know, family and friends that you like to hang out with, different hobbies. So you have a lot of things going on. So it's important to figure out how to balance all that stuff. And that is something that I know clients that I've worked with really struggle with the most is learning how to find that balance and what that actually means for you in finding balance. So just understanding, you know, Balance is something that's going to be a little bit different for everyone, but I think there's some kind of overarching themes that can be super helpful to people with, you know, having a schedule. So having a set schedule when it comes to your fitness, especially like scheduling and your workouts throughout the week, making time and actually planning those things in, because if you don't plan those things in, if you don't make them a priority, if you don't put them on your calendar, then it's very easy to skip out on those things. And oftentimes those are some of the first things to go. Um, Right along with that, just understanding time management is a big skill that, you know, you need to have if you are going to make fitness a priority. Again, time management is going to be important because you're a busy person, you got a lot of things going on. And if you don't have that time management, you don't set aside time to do these things that, you know, you deem important, then a lot of times they're just going to fall by the wayside and they're not going to be things that you actually prioritize. So time management is a big thing, learning how to control your time and put time into the things that are important to you. And then lastly, just understanding that it's going to be hard sometimes. I know like being a college athlete and trying to balance all those things with sports and with social life and with academics and all that stuff. Like there was times where you're just super busy, you're running around, you don't have a lot of free time and it's hard. Like it sucks a little bit sometimes. And that same exact thing goes for, you know, just everyday life or just regular people like me and you now, you're going to have times throughout your life where you're extremely busy. Maybe you have, you know, some challenges that come up within, you know, your family life, you know, some tough times, somebody gets sick, you know, financial problem, all that kind of stuff is going to happen throughout the course of your life. Things are going to get busy, things are going to get tough. And you just have to realize that those things will happen. And it's going to suck a little bit, but you can get through that. 
and to just expect it a little bit. I think when you expect it, that can help you your kind of frame of mind a little bit and help you to get through those tough times because you know they're not going to last forever. But that doesn't change the fact that it's kind of sucky in the moment. So understanding that those things will happen and that that's all part of the process. That's all part of the journey. And that's okay. So next one, uh, my internship that I did with Elon College, uh, which is out in North Carolina, kind of in like the Greensboro area. I did that for a summer. I think I was like two or three years out of college. But I went, had the opportunity to go down there and work with the football team as well as the basketball team, the men's and women's basketball team. Since it was in the summer, those were the main sports that were on campus and the ones that were that we worked with. And this is a Division One college, but they're like a D1 AA, so kind of like a smaller Division One school. So Division One, obviously, so the athletes, you know, solid athletes and a little bit bigger school than obviously I went to at being Division Three a little bit better resources, more money, that sort of thing. But it was a really good experience for me because one thing that I've really gained from this internship was just challenging how I think in terms of strength and conditioning. And now as that applies to just everyday people like me and you thinking of how we can think outside the box a little bit and learning to just think for yourself. Because one of the things that happens a lot of times when it comes to health and fitness is there's an abundance of information out there. Everybody has an opinion. Obviously, you're listening to this podcast right now and you're listening to my opinion. But it is important to learn to think for yourself a little bit because what works for me might be a little bit different than works for you, might be a little bit different than what works for your partner and might be a little bit different than works for your friend. So understanding that you know, there's always going to be certain principles and certain guidelines that you can gain a lot of insight from and a lot of value from. But making those tweaks and making those things fit into the way that you live your life and in a way that's actually sustainable for you is super important. Like you shouldn't have to follow this exact diet to the T. You shouldn't have to follow this exact you know workout program if it doesn't fit into your lifestyle. So like, just understanding, again, that it's going to take a little bit of trial and error. You're going to try some things that maybe don't work very well for you. You're going to try some things that do work well for you. So don't get too pigeonholed into thinking that just because this is the way that my favorite fitness person talks or or the most common like program that I hear about that I have to do this exact program or this exact diet or live this exact way. It's not the way life works. You're not the same individual that they are and what works for them, again, might not always work for you. So just understanding that you're going to have to try different things. Some things are not going to work at all. Some things are going to work, you know, maybe a little bit and then some things might work great for you. Figure out what actually works for you and just roll with that. Because like, for example, sometimes I'll have people that, you know, I work with and they've heard about their friend who lost 20 pounds doing this low carb diet. So then I asked them, like, so what are the type of foods that you like to eat? Like, what things do you enjoy eating? And they say, you know, I enjoy having some pizza. I like having some ice cream every once in a while. You know, I really like pasta. And I'm like, okay, all those things contain quite a few carbs. Like, does that sound like something that's very sustainable to you? Well, no, but like they lost, you know, X amount of weight doing this. So I figured that if I did that, I could also get the same result. But if you just think about that for more than 30 seconds, 
it's probably not real hard to figure out that that's not going to be very sustainable for you if you love eating all those things. Why not just pick a diet that allows you to eat some carbs and have those things that you really enjoy so that you can still lose weight and you can actually enjoy life. You know, it's, it doesn't, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. You shouldn't have to completely go away from the things that you like doing and it shouldn't be a miserable process in order to make progress. And that's something that as fitness has evolved, that people get really, really passionate about certain topics and their certain opinions. And they tell you that their way is the only way, but that is far from the truth. There's so many different ways to do this fitness thing. There's tons of different diets that you can follow, tons of different training programs. And again, like I said, there's going to be certain principles that apply to everybody. But when it comes to the methods that you use, there's literally thousands of ways that you can do it. So don't feel like you have to do a certain singular method just because this doctor said it or this person said it or whatever. Find what actually works for you and stick with that because that's what's going to be the most sustainable and that's going to be what's going to be the most enjoyable. And again, this whole fitness thing shouldn't be miserable. If it's miserable, you're probably not going to stick with it. So you need to find ways to make it more enjoyable. And that is how you do it is figuring out what actually works for you. So that's another one there. Uh, my next experience, another internship that I was able to do, um, which was with the Iowa football team. And right now I'm actually rocking a Iowa football t-shirt that I got from the internship, funny enough. But that was a, another really, really awesome experience. And I learned a ton from that internship. Uh, if you know anything about college athletics and specifically college football, um, the Iowa strength and conditioning program was always known for kind of getting in these guys that weren't necessarily like top tier, super high prospects. They would be considered more lower tier prospects, like two and three stars out of five stars, which, you know, kind of middle of the pack or even lower pack. But they would bring these guys in and they would pump out tons of NFL guys because of the system that they ran, the program that they had and the strength and conditioning program that they had. So one of the biggest lessons that I gained from this was just the importance of how an environment can influence you. Like these guys that they were bringing into the program, like I said, weren't top tier talent. These weren't like NFL prospects that were they were bringing in. These weren't five star guys. These were guys that were, you know, they had some of the, the talent. They had some of the, the ability. But more than that, they were just put into a system that allowed them to actually reach their fullest potential and also build up, you know, those habits that they needed and build up those abilities that they needed. And this was a big eye opener for me because, you know, having that experience and seeing some of these guys, like just seeing literally with my own two eyes, like some of these guys that I worked with, they come in as freshmen. And now being that it's been, you know, five plus years, some of those guys that come in, like you're looking at them and you're like, oh, this guy's, you know, he doesn't seem like anything too crazy. Like, you know, I've been around a lot of athletes. I played football, um, you know, did different internships, stuff like that. And these guys coming in, they didn't look like anything too special. But then you put them in a program like that where they're in a system that is, you know, very strategic. Um, they're around players who are pushing them. They're around coaches who know their stuff and who are getting the most out of them. You know, they're eating a certain way. They're studying a certain way. They're sleeping a certain way. All this education is being pumped into them and allowing them to really maximize their potential and their ability. And then from that, you see these guys that end up making it to the NFL, which is pretty crazy to think about. Like there's a couple 
guys that I'm thinking about right now off the top of my head, like they were freshmen and within this last draft or the last couple drafts, they've been drafted. They were underclassmen and now they've been drafted. And as I said, coming in, I would have never, ever thought that these were going to be NFL guys, but it just goes to show you how big your environment plays a role and how that applies to, you know, just everyday people like me and you is just making sure that you put yourself in an environment that allows you to thrive. So number one, surrounding yourself with good people, like in the sports analogy or the sports reference, it's, you know, being around good teammates, good coaches like that. But when it comes to just everyday life is surrounding yourself with good people. So your friends and the people that you choose to surround yourself with, they're going to make an impact on how well you perform within your certain goals. You know, some of your health habits, like a lot of that stuff is really influenced by the people that you are around. So if you surround yourself with a lot of people who aren't super passionate about health or maybe don't even prioritize that at all, um, you know, they're going out to eat every single night, they drink every single night or drink a ton. They don't really work out or exercise. They don't really take care of their body. Uh, they don't really like exercise. Then the likelihood of you doing those things is not quite as high as if you were to surround yourself with people who do value those things, right? Which is a pretty simple, pretty basic concept, but I think it's one that we often forget. So the people that you surround yourself with are going to be super important. And then along with that, also setting up your environment in a way that makes the behavior that you want to achieve or want to participate in easier. So for example, like at Iowa, at you know, in their football facility, they have a big nutrition bar there. They have any type of like, food and like protein and nutrients, supplements, all that kind of stuff that you could ever want. So you walk into their big weight room, their big facility, they have this nutrition bar there. It's got, like I said, all different types of protein drinks, protein bars, um, snacks, fruit, sandwiches. Uh, they got like uh, vitamins there and different supplements and all the different stuff that you could ever want in order to make sure that they're keeping their weight up they're getting enough protein, they're getting enough water, they're getting enough nutrients. All that stuff was made very, very easy for them to access because it was right there all the time. You know, they're coming in and out of that facility multiple times per day, so they can just grab stuff and go. So a way that you can do that as, you know, just a regular person is set up your environment, set up your kitchen, set up your house, set up your office in a way that allows you to make better decisions. So quick, easy examples is like, keeping some fruit on the counter so that, you know, when you walk past your kitchen, you have it right there. Maybe you work an office job or you work at a job that's not remote or not at home and you're at a certain place. Well, you can keep, you know, certain high protein snacks. You keep some protein bars, you keep some protein shakes, you keep some beef jerky or some fruit or something like that in your workplace. Just little things like that, that make that successful behavior, that behavior that you're after much easier is always going to be better because I said it before, but as humans, you know, we like convenience, uh, no matter how much you may think that, you know, that's such a simple thing, like, oh, I'll, I'll just make the right choice. The reality is in a lot of the science shows and there's studies and different things that the easier we make things, the more likely that we are going to do it. So simple things like that can go a long way to helping you achieve the goals that you want. Uh, another quick example is like the weight room at Iowa. Like the weight room at Iowa is incredible. Super, really like super nice facility. It's massive. All different kinds of equipment, all the different kinds of bars and weights and bells and whistles and all that stuff that you could ever imagine. They have it there. Like they have it all. So like 
a way to, you know, make yourself a little bit more excited about the gym, about exercising, about doing those things is to sign up at a gym that you look forward to going to, like a nicer gym or even a gym that, you know, just has people there that you enjoy being around. Like little things like that can go a long way into making sure that you are doing the things that you need to do. So just remembering that environment plays a huge role. And then the last lesson, I had one more that I that I gained from, you know, doing that internship. They had like these signs all over their weight room. And one of the signs that they had on the wall was Iowa Edge. And it came from a book um, known as The Slight Edge. I think it's by Seth Olson, if I remember right. Uh, great book. I've read it a couple times just because I love the concept so much. And it's actually where I get the 1% better um, that I always talk about, always post on my social me- social medias and things like that. But basically, the whole concept is that you do these very little details day in, day out, you know, day after day, month after month, and adds up to be this big overarching progress that you see after doing those things for a certain amount of time. So for example, like something super easy, super simple to do is making sure that you get seven hours, eight hours of sleep per night. Now, if you do that, you know, you miss one night, you have one night of bad sleep. Maybe you, you know, you don't get much sleep that night. You only get five hours. It's not a huge deal. But if you do that day after day after day, that's obviously going to start to affect your performance. It's going to affect, you know, your relationships. It's going to affect how good you are at work, the things that you eat. Um, your fitness goals, all that kind of stuff versus the opposite. So let's say that you, you know, you're getting your seven hours, your eight hours of sleep. You do that one night has a little bit of effect, but not that much. But now you start doing that night after night, after night, week after week, month after month. Now you're noticing that, you know, you're sleeping better. So now you're performing better at work. You feel like your memory is a little bit better. Maybe your brain's functioning a little bit quicker because you're actually getting quality sleep. Um, maybe your fitness is now seeming to take off. You notice that you don't have a bunch of the same hunger cravings and you're not snacking as much. You're making better choices with when it comes to your food. Your workouts are getting better. Like you're able to push a little bit more in the gym. So just something so simple, so small adds up over time in order to equal, you know, this big goal or this big progress at the end of it. So just remembering that you don't have to reach your goal in a single day or a single week or even a single month. But when you can do those small little things, things that are very easy to do, but they're also very easy not to do. When you do those things over time, it's going to make a massive difference. And one thing that I always try to stress to people too, is that that 1% like better thing, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to work out every single day. That 1% could be in so many different areas. It could 1% better for one day might mean that you need to take a recovery day because that's what you need that day. It could mean that you are doing some mobility on that day because your body's super stiff and you know that if you do this mobility today, it's going to make you a little bit better for tomorrow. Uh, Maybe it's getting an extra hour of sleep because, you know, you've really been dragging a little bit. You've been pushing a little bit harder and your body is just kind of tired and run down. So you need to get a little bit extra sleep tonight. That could be your 1% better. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to crush yourself or kill yourself in the gym. It's just finding little ways, whether it's in fitness, whether it's in your diet, whether it's in sleeping, just in your lifestyle in general, just finding little ways that you can get better. And that mindset can lead to big results down the line. So my next one that I had uh, was just from a time when I was working as a trainer. So in between college and, you know, doing some of these internships and then becoming a full-time high school teacher. I worked as a personal trainer and uh, throughout that experience was also really positive and learned a lot of different things. 
one of the really cool things about working as a trainer is you work with so many different types of people. Worked with girls, guys, you know, both genders, and then also had the opportunity to work with so many different like kinds of people. So like, I remember I ran a middle school kind of small group training. So I had like a group of like four to six middle school kids that I'll run through a training. But I also had a client who was, I don't know exactly how old he was, but he was definitely above 75 years old. Uh, Bruce was his name, still remember him, was a really great guy and really fun to work with. But just in that instance, I got to work with so many different types of people. And one of the things that that taught me was learning to just meet people where they're at. And I think this is also, again, something that we forget about when it comes to fitness and something that you might overlook when it comes to yourself. Um, and I mentioned it a little bit previous in the podcast, but understanding that you have to be honest with yourself about where you are and about your goals. So for example, like if you are a, let's say you're a single mom, you have a couple kids, you work a full-time job, trying to qualify for the CrossFit games or, you know, doing a bodybuilding competition probably isn't, you know, within the cards. Now, you know, there might be some badass chicks out there who could do that, but you have to just be honest and real with yourself about where you are in your current life and, you know, the amount of time that you have, the amount of resources you have, the amount of energy that you have to commit to certain goals, to certain lifestyles and things like that. And if you're not realistic about it, well, then you're probably not going to end up getting to your goal because it's not going to work out. So you just really have to understand again, and be honest about where you're at within your fitness journey. And obviously that will evolve over time where you're at right now isn't where you're always going to be, you know, things kind of shift and move and, you know, change a little bit as you go through life and, and through different situations. But make sure that, you know, whatever goals that you do have, whatever fitness levels that you have, whatever fitness priority and goals that you have actually aligns with your current lifestyle with your preferences right now and you know with the goals that you want to achieve because if that stuff doesn't align again the likelihood of you actually sticking with it and achieving those goals is just very very small so understand where you're at and make sure that your goals and the things that you're trying to accomplish actually align with that second thing i learned from this experience was the art of mixing in what people want with what they actually need and a quick easy example to illustrate this is like working with female clients a lot of times i'll notice like you know having them strength train is something that females have been afraid of in the past and it's not such a big deal anymore you know thanks to social media I've seen a lot of girls pushing you know lifting heavy weights and strength training and stuff like that but the fear was always that by lifting heavy weights females especially they didn't want to get like big and bulky which as hopefully you know by now, it doesn't really happen. It doesn't just happen overnight where you just blow up and you're like this huge bodybuilder chick or anything like that. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of discipline, a lot of food to get that big. So blowing up and getting super huge and bulky and stuff like that just really isn't going to happen overnight. But, you know, that wasn't really the thought process back then. And so a lot of females in particular were afraid to lift weights and especially lift heavy weights. But Let's say we have a client who wants to get quote unquote toned, which all that means is build a little muscle, lose a little fat. You know, they want to look a little bit tighter, a little bit better. What you have to do to do that is strength training. You have to lift heavy weights. You know, you have to eat protein. You have to do those things. But again, if you tell a female that, sometimes they'll be a little bit turned off from that. 
So you have to, you know, supply some examples, um, you know, maybe get them started a little bit, provide a little evidence, show them that, you know, working out, they're not just going to blow up overnight, gain a bunch of muscle and stuff like that. So you just essentially have to meet people where they are. And that goes for regular people as well. Like there are going to be certain things that you don't necessarily always want to do. And, you know, to be very honest with you, there's going to be days where you don't really feel like working out. Um, maybe you don't feel like getting your cardio in. You don't really feel like eating a certain way. But a lot of those times you still need to do the things that you need to do in order to get the goals that you want to achieve. Um, you know, for example, me and like training for this marathon at the beginning of the year, there was plenty of times where I did not want to go out and run, but I had a goal and I wanted to stick to that goal. So I would you know, put my running shoes on. Even when I didn't want to, I'd go out and get my run in. I was always a lot happier and more satisfied when I got that running, even if it was something that I originally did not want to do. So you just have to find ways to get through those things because again, they're absolutely going to be plenty of moments where you don't necessarily want to do things like I'm a person who really enjoys fitness and I enjoy working out and enjoy exercising but there are absolutely still days that I don't really feel like doing anything but I know that I should so I do so with that you know just a couple quick things and understanding there will be days that you don't want to do things but you need to do them anyways find little ways that you can make those things better so whether it's finding a workout par partner, whether it is finding a coach to hold you accountable, whether it's, um, you know, buying some sweet workout clothes that you're excited to work out in, whether it's listening to your favorite podcast or your favorite music, favorite album, or, you know, audio book that you've been looking forward to, find little ways that you can make those things better, especially on those days where you're really not feeling it, you might need a little boost. Those are things that I do quite often and things that I recommend my clients do as well. It can help a lot. It seems like such a little thing, but adding in a little bit of something that you look forward to or something that you really enjoy can go a long ways for getting through those days where you're really not feeling it. And then secondly, just make sure that you're thinking about your why, it's something that you probably heard before. Um, but when it comes to those tough days, just remember why you're doing this. Like everybody's got their own particular why. Maybe it's because you want to look a little bit better in your swimsuit. Maybe it's because you're training and you want to be a good example for your kids or your family or your friends. Maybe it's because, you know, you want to feel a little bit more confident. So you're, you know, working on your strength in the gym. You know, there's tons of different whys that you can have, but make sure that you have one and make sure that you refer back to it, especially on those days where things get tough, because those can, that can push you through a little bit and help you keep going and staying on track. Uh, got a couple more here that I'm going to get through, but the next experience, big experience that was something that taught me quite a bit was just starting a business and working with people online. So within the last couple of years, I've started a fitness business and have worked with people online. And, you know, that's been a quite a big change, you know, from doing the in-person coaching thing to coaching people online, just because it's a whole different dynamic. So it's taught me some, you know, some different lessons that can be applicable to just everyday average people. So one of the things that it has helped me to understand is that it taught me how to just help people help themselves. So when it comes to like in-person training, when it comes to in-person coaching, it's a little bit easier to you know motivate people to get people going. You can tell them what to do. You can coach them up. You know, you can motivate them, inspire them a little bit, make sure that they're doing the things that they want to do. But when it comes to online training, 
you know, I'm essentially providing them with a program, uh, with the education, with the information that they need, all that good stuff. But it's essentially up to them to do it because I'm not there with them. You know, I'm not watching them. I'm not coaching them up, you know, right there on the spot. So a lot of it just comes down to, you know, helping people help themselves. And when it comes down to it, you know, that is what a lot of life is about anyways. It's really hard to change people when you think about how hard it is to make certain changes in your own life. It's pretty difficult. And now when you think about trying to, you know, change someone else, it's pretty much impossible. Like people have to want to change and things that you really want you have to be willing to do the things that you need to do. So a lot of times people will have these goals, especially when it comes to fitness. Like I hear this all the time. Like I really want to lose, you know, 30 pounds, or I really want to gain some muscle, or I really want to run a marathon. But when it comes down to actually performing those things, a lot of times people don't do it because they don't realize the actions that come with it. So Anytime there's a goal, anytime you have something that, you know, is pretty meaningful to you, I always encourage you to, or I encourage my clients that I work with to actually write down the things that you need to do. So let's take, for example, a person who wants to lose 25 pounds. Well, write down the things that you are tangibly going to have to do and see, you know, take some time, go through those things and actually picture yourself like, am I willing to do these things? So like, if I want to lose 25 pounds, well, some of the things that I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to eat in a calorie deficit or go on a diet. So I'm going to be eating a little bit less food that may be a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes I may have to you know, prepare more meals at home versus going out. Uh, I may not be able to you know, drink as much. Uh, I'm going to have to get a little bit more activity in my day. So I might have to go on some walks. So rather than you know watching Netflix for two or three hours a day, I might have to cut out some of that time and allocate that towards exercising. I might have to prioritize sleep a little bit more so that I can, you know, control my hunger cravings and, um, you know, lose fat a little bit more efficiently. I might have to focus a little bit on getting more protein, which means I might have to spend a little bit of time meal prepping. Like, are you willing to actually make some of those trade-offs in order to reach your goal? And again, that goes back to that honesty thing of just being honest with yourself if you're not, then just understand that's probably not a good goal for you and you might need to change it up. And if you are, then really commit to it and, you know, really just go all in with it because saying goals or, you know, saying certain things is one thing, but actually doing the thing and being consistent at doing the thing is a whole different ballgame. So make sure that you're willing to make those trade-offs before you actually get into it. Uh, because again, nobody else can do the work for you. You have to be willing to do the work yourself. And if you really want that change, then you have to be willing to change. Second thing, along with the um, online coaching, and one thing that I learned is just the importance of education. Understanding is a super helpful prerequisite to actually being able to apply the information. And what I mean by that is like, for me as a coach, if I have a client and I tell them, okay, I need you to eat 200 grams of protein and that's it like in the story that's all i tell you go do that well the likelihood of you doing that is probably not very high but the likelihood of you actually doing it once i explain it to you is much much higher so i say okay i need you to eat 200 grams of protein because right now you weigh about 220 pounds and you want to lose a little bit of fat and by eating this 200 grams of protein we are going to build a little bit more muscle you're not going to be quite as hungry while we're dieting and trying to lose this fat. And it's going to help with keeping you more full, which is also going to help you with this whole dieting process. Well, if I lay that out and explain that a little bit, well, now it's 
much more likely that you're actually going to do it because you know the why behind it. I'm not just telling you some random thing to go do, just some extra thing, some extra, you know, item that you have to think about now because I told you to do that. So understanding a little bit of education and understanding the why behind things can be super helpful. And when it comes to, you know, just regular people and how this applies to, you know, people like you and I, just getting information daily I think is super helpful in helping you not only learn, but just remind you of doing the right thing. So like, for example, for me, I'm a big podcast person and I love to read books. I love to learn. But one of the reasons that I really like doing this is because it just is constantly reminding me of the right things to do. So like I listen to a lot of fitness podcasts, a lot of health podcasts, and a lot of these podcasts, they say a lot of the same things, but it's a good reinforcer. It's a good reminder for me to continue to do these things. Um, so again, you know, doing this daily, things like podcasts, books, you know, YouTube, social media, all are there to help inform you and educate you as long as you're, you know, following the right people, listening to the right people. Um, because one of the things that you have to understand when it comes to just fitness and health is that it's fitness is a forever thing. It's an infinite game. Like you don't just win fitness. You have to continue to put in the work. You have to continue with the habits. You have to continue to eat the right way, exercise the right way. Know, take care of your mental health, all those things. It's not like you do that for one week and then you're you're good for the rest of the year, the rest of the month, right? You have to continually do this day after day. So having, you know, chances to remind you of that and to learn some new things, to learn, you know, a nugget here or there can be super helpful in helping you on the right track. Obviously, you're listening to this podcast now, so you're a person that you know values education and values learning and wants to get better, wants to improve. So make that a daily habit of just getting a little bit of information, helping build those positive habits and keep those things in place can all go a long way into helping you with the longevity of this whole health and fitness thing. Uh, and then my last thing that I wanted to talk about was just my experience as working as a high school PE teacher and a football coach. Um, lesson number one that I got from this is that relationships are one of the biggest determinants on whether or not you will reach your goal. Uh, and this was something that obviously I knew kind of before, but it was very apparent when it came to being around high school kids, because one of the things that you'll notice is high school kids are very impressionable. So when you're around some of these kids, uh, you see them start hanging out with certain groups of people. So for example, let's say you have a kid who done very well, maybe is pretty athletic, you know, does well in school does all the right things and good kid, all that stuff. And then they start hanging around a group that's maybe not doing as well. Maybe they get into some trouble. They don't really care as much about grades. They're not really involved in athletics. And you see that kid that was doing well start to kind of conform to the group. They start doing not as well in school. Grades start to suffer. They're, you know, missing practices, things like that. And so it's just a super easy example. But the people that you put yourself around, again, are going to have a massive impact on whether or not you get the goals that you want and whether or not you realize it or not, you're taking on a lot of the behaviors and a lot of the habits that the people that you hang around the most also do. So you probably heard the common common quote or the, the common theme that, you know, you're the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. And it's very true. So when we apply this to how you can use it in a way that's you know impactful to you, just make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right people. Again, if you're around people who don't value health, who don't value exercise, who don't value eating in a certain way, 
who don't value prioritizing those things that you want to prioritize, well, then the likelihood of you doing that is not quite as high. Not that it's impossible, you know, like there's some certain circumstances where, you know, it's harder to get away from those things and you're just put into an environment that's not really conducive to you hitting your goals. That doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just makes it a little bit tougher. So if you can, if you can control those things, just put yourself around the right people because that's going to make a big difference in, you know, how well you do and, you know, how much progress that you can make when it comes to just health and fitness. Try to get around those like-minded people, people who want to do the same things that you want to do, people who support you, people who make you happy, who make you feel good, who motivate you. Those are the type of people that you want to get around. Um, Lesson number two from the high school coaching experience was learning to not overcoach. So, For example, when I would work with people in the weight room, I'd work with mostly high school kids, but we would also work with some younger kids from time to time, like eighth, ninth graders as well. Um, And one thing that I noticed right away was that you can't overcoach those kids. Like, for example, if I get a kid and I'm trying to teach them how to do a back squat and I'm giving them like seven different cues, I'm telling them, you know, do this, do this, do this, do this. Well, then it just goes to crap and the whole movement just starts to look like shit. But if I can just give them, you know, a couple things, maybe one, two things to focus on and then kind of let them do it, kind of feel it out. And then as they're going through the motion, like maybe the next time, the next set that they go through, I give them something else to think about. And then they come back on the next set and then I give them one other thing to think about. And I'm giving them pointers, you know, I'm helping them out, I'm giving them encouragement. And by the end of the day or the end of the week when they've had, you know, a couple sessions, well, their squat looks way better than it did the first day it came in. But if you just throw all this information at people, give them all these things to do, then it really doesn't do a lot of good. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this is because it applies to health and fitness very well. Just as I was talking about, you know, just a second ago, how there's so much information out there, you know, on social media and YouTube podcast, all that kind of stuff. There's just a plethora of different information. Well, that stuff can kind of get overwhelming. And sometimes it's very easy to start to get sucked into the weeds of all that stuff. And we start focusing on the minors, uh, like on the small things that don't really matter as much. And one of the quotes that I think about all the time is don't major in the minors. So when we think about like things like supplements, for example, um, maybe certain particular diet protocols or exercise routines like that are just like very nitty gritty and people talking about all these small details, it's very easy to get wrapped up into all that stuff. And I know that was a problem that I had when I originally kind of first started getting into this just because there was so much information everybody's got their opinion, everybody's telling you what you should do and shouldn't do. And it's hard to know what you actually should do. But now, like, obviously, I've been in it a little bit longer. And I've realized there are certain things that matter and certain things that make all the difference and certain things that will get you most of your progress. And those are really the things that you should be focusing on. So those are the major, you know, core things that we want to be focusing on. We don't want to be focusing on all that minor stuff. Once you get all the other, you know, you get the major stuff dialed in, then if you want to dabble in some of those, you know, different higher level stuff, then you can do that, you know, the supplements and all those different cool exercise routines and stuff like that. But until you get those, you know, major things right, then it really doesn't do you a whole lot of good because you're not going to see a lot of progress from those small things. Those things are like, you know, the point. 1%, like once you get all the other things figured out. And those big things that we want to be focusing on are quality food, quality movement. So getting good exercise in quality sleep, because we know sleep has a huge effect, huge impact on everything that we do. And then 
quality people. So if you can get those four things right, and by quality people, all that I mean is just, you know, good relationships. So if you can get your food right, you know, movement or exercise, your sleep and get around good people, like if you can nail those four things down, then you are going to be ahead of like 90% of the people out there. But a lot of times, as I said, people will start to get, you know, they start worrying about things that don't really matter versus actually focusing on the things that are going to move the needle the most. So focusing on those four things are going to get you more progress than anything else you're going to do. So ensuring that, you know, you're focusing on the right things is important. And then last thing that I have, just the very last thing that I want to talk about, this is number 12 on most impactful lessons that I've learned over my nine years in fitness is helping people see small wins and feel successful. And why this is so important is because as human beings, we like to see success. We like to feel like the things that we're doing, we're making progress in them. We like to know that we're getting better. I think it's just one of our innate things that's just kind of in us that we're driven to do is to see success and to get better. And so it's important as you're going along your fitness journey that you celebrate those small wins. Um, I've mentioned before, like I know, like when I was on my weight loss journey, I would always try to celebrate those small wins. So every month, you know, I would take a look back and see how much weight I'd lost. Typically, you know, it was around like four or five pounds, maybe sometimes a little bit more, but I would always try to celebrate those a little bit. Anytime you're going up, like going up in lifts, you know, those are things to celebrate. Maybe you built a new habit. Maybe you're drinking more water. Maybe you're getting better sleep. You're doing your mobility. All that kind of stuff is, you know, reason to celebrate. Celebrate those small wins along the way. You can celebrate them daily, weekly, all that stuff, but celebrate those things because it's important and it'll keep you, you know, feeling like you're making progress and that's important. And it's important because, as I said, fitness is a for everything. And, you know, if you're doing this thing for a really long time and you feel like you're not making progress, you don't feel like you are, are being successful within this whole, you know, endeavor, then it's much less likely for you to continue to stick with it. So celebrate those small wins along the way. Point those things out when you're making improvements, when you're seeing progress. Be proud of that stuff and it will help keep you on the right track. And with that being said, that is number 12. That is the longest podcast that I've ever done right there. I guess that was a lot of information, huh? <laughs> but uh, hopefully, you know, you were able to pick out, you know, one or two things from this podcast and you'll be able to use it. Maybe write that down, think about it a little bit, think about how you can apply it. I know that I gave you a lot of information here and the goal is not to use all of it, but hopefully again, just pick out one or two things that you can use and see how that can help you. But the big thing is just understanding that this whole fitness thing, it, it's its a process, right? As I've said multiple times, fitness is a forever thing. It's an infinite game. It's not something that you win at, you know, and then you're done with. You have to continue to you know, get better at it, which I think is a cool thing and something that I really like about it because there's always different ways that you can be getting, you know, that 1% better that we talk about, whether it's with your diet, whether it's with exercise, whether it's with relationships, mobility, um, you know, all those different things you could be working on. There's always chances to get better. There's always chances to see progress and see improvement. And that should be exciting. So uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. As I said, this is the longest one that I've ever done. So if you're still listening, I appreciate you. As always, also appreciate all those people who share this, uh, you know, post it on socials, leave a review, all that stuff really helps to get this out to more people. But that is all I have for you. So we will see you guys next week.